radio to save big today. Advanced Home Security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. For some, that, that sound right there, the song, means yay. For others, boo. Ah, don't be bashful. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Well, I mean, I think they love the song. There's nothing There's nothing about the song that's bad. No. They know what's happening. They do know what's happening. Springfield, it's a Friday. Mr. Johnny Molson, kind enough to come in and join me again this morning. Thank you for doing so, sir. Smartest listeners for two hours. That's right. The smartest list, yeah, for the rest of the day, we don't know. <laughs> but for these two hours, at least, the smartest listeners are out. drop off. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. Kind of goes off a cliff starting yeah. at 9 a.m., but we'll, uh, you know, you can deal with that as you would. Maybe they'll find the laptop. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe. They could. Maybe yeah, there's something maybe, in there. There's possibly. Maybe not. I don't maybe, know. Maybe they'll be s- maybe. Almost suspicious to me. Yeah, it really is. I mean, question mark <laughs> at the end of everything. <laughs> I heard he has a banking account. What did what you t- hear? Oh, a banking account? What? What? Oh, more dang picks. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Nobody has banking accounts. No, he has not a banking at all. account. A, did you know what that? freak? Did you know he had a deposit in that account? <laughs> How dare he deposit? He has personalized checks with his little with a little B <laughs> up in the corner. Who writes checks anymore? Everything is done online. How dare they write checks? Taking up time. See, now you know what the rest <laughs> of the rest day of is. You don't have to even listen. No, exactly. You turn it off at 9 o'clock and you're fine. Uh, so we, That's a way to start off. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, we begin, though. This may be the grossest world record I've ever heard of. It comes to us from a restaurant chain over in Germany. Now, when I say they gathered 465 couples okay. at the restaurant to recapture... A world record they had already had. And what that record is, <laughs> is the most people eating a single piece of spaghetti simultaneously. Oh, Lady and Tramp style? Yeah, the Lady and the Tramp style. That, that's, that's a world record, by the way. But the most people, I think even doing that once sounds really difficult. Well, 465 couples simultaneously. Right. So that's a bit, one, that's a big-ass restaurant. Yeah. If you can fit 465 couples in it, that's a big-ass restaurant there. Yes. And With everything big in Germany. Yeah, that's right. Everything yeah. is bigger. That's right, yeah. Um, and, yeah, but you're – that is – and is that romantic? Everyone always says, oh, it's so romantic. If two but, puppy dogs are doing it. Yes, but two humans? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, it becomes gross, right? Like slurping the same spaghetti right. noodle like – Well, see, but the, but the thing is, I, I guess the thing that I'm stuck on is – that's not it. I, it doesn't seem like it's an easy thing to do. It seems like it would fall apart quickly. Yes, it, you have to cook it just a, a certain way. Well, and you've got to maneuver. I mean, somebody's gonna. Yes, yeah, the, the, the suck pressure is going to be out of balance. Someone's noodle sucking is going to be stronger yes. than the other one. You must yeah. balance the suck pressure. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. it will not work. Yes, you must do it right. We want the world record back. Um, they originally set the record in. I 20- don't think anybody can do it. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. You uh, this is controversial. Hot I take. Know. Hot take. Hot take. You don't think any. You don't think any couple can do the think, noodle thing. I don't thing? think any couple can do that. And I think we need to know what's on Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> that's that's my hot take for the morning. <laughs> Uh, I think a couple can. Okay. I've, I've seen people attempt to do it. No, you have not. Yes, I have. Where? When? Nobody's ever done this. I have I seen BS it. on this whole thing. <laughs> well. I'm sorry. Regar- okay, so go ahead. I regar- regardless, regardless, uh, they did it in 2020. They set the record uh, for a new dish called the Italian Kiss is what they okay. called it. Uh, which is ter- And they said uh, basically they were then had their record broken. Uh, by another group, another restaurant, and now they want it back. So reclaiming it. If you're really good, you do it with a lasagna noodle. That's, I'd love to see that. That, that I don't that, see. That, see, that, I don't think. <laughs> see, I don't think you could do it with that. I don't think you could do it with a lasagna noodle. I yeah. think it's spe- specifically just. I think spaghetti or a bucatini. <laughs> I think either one of those noodles you yeah. can you can pull it off. But I don't okay. think I don't think so with lasagna noodle. But it's well, pretty. So, so did they did they accomplish yeah, they, it? I'm they, sorry, they were, I'm, I'm they, completely distracted. They were able to to accomplish it. Oh, all right, but I but that's not something that was there sauce on it. No, okay. I think that's that's the key. Yeah, is I think the sauce takes away 
kind of the integrity of the noodle. It adds it's, weight. It's just a plain noodle that you have to do it with. If you yeah. put the sauce on there, I think, to your point, that's where it all goes to hell, and you can't get it done in and, that situation. And as far as I'm concerned, it really only counts if you are accidentally eating from the, the same, same plate and, and find yeah, the same Yeah, you can't do it on purpose. You can't, yeah, that's not what happened it's, in the movie. No, it's got to be like a meat They were cube. sharing a plate, and, and then, then uh, it just suddenly so happened. They, they, had, they had one noodle left. Yes, right, exactly. And by, But by the way, what I'm saying is maybe the grossest is that you don't need to see some, you don't need to see a couple do that in right, person. Right, Especially don't need to see 465 couples doing it all at the same time. You make a really good point, I think. If that's you, gross. If you were sitting at a restaurant and somebody next to you and the table next to you was trying to pull that off you would, you, you would ask for a different table you would you'd be like i can't sit next to these people anymore yeah. or you'd just be like they need to be kicked out yeah. you can't be doing that kind of stuff and then 465 of them Good. doing that no making that noise yeah like they're, like they're eating soup yeah exactly uh, uh, yeah no one wants any part of that Ab gross absolutely gross so there you go world's grossest record congratulations germany you accomplished it coming up after the break johnny there is a woman who went on twitter and ask other ladies to help her put together a list of places, quote, women absolutely refuse to go on a first. It is Mike Wimacher joined by Johnny Molson. It's the Mike and Molson show, Mike. Yes, it is. That's what it is. I just kind of, I deconstructed it. That's I fine. did it a little different there. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. There was a woman who took social media by storm. Because she refused to go to a cheesecake factory. Remember this? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this lady. She's still trying to ride that 15 minutes of fame because she's now reached out to the rest of the sisters on, on Facebook and on social media. Okay. To put together a list of places women absolutely refuse to go to on a first date. You know how many things end up on this list? It, it shouldn't be more than five. 28. Oh, come on. 28 different things she says that women refuse to go to on a first date. I don't think she's been on that many first dates. Not with, not with this attitude. All right. All right, we'll go through some of these. All right. She starts with, obvious one, the Cheesecake Factory, which is why she became famous in the first place. And what was her beef with that? That he, he, he took her, he was going to take her to the Cheesecake Factory. What's wrong with that? Because it's a chain restaurant. A woman, oh. a woman, of, a woman of her stature. I see. To, now... Here's did you did you get the backstory from him? No. He had gotten a reservation at a nicer restaurant. She was an hour and a half late for the date. I see. And he could not get anywhere else and then ended up going to the Cheesecake Factory. See, now that's a believable story. Right, exactly. So obviously we'll we'll get through the rest of the chain restaurants that she says women refuse to go to on a first date. No Cheesecake Factory, no Applebee's, which okay, no no Chili's, no Olive Garden. No Buffalo Wild Wings, no Red Lobster. Which, <laughs> she, she's not wrong. Red Lobster, I think, out of all those, is probably the, the most elevated of all. The, you shouldn't be taking a first date to a Buffalo Wild Wings. You say Red Lobster is elevated. Opposed, is that what you said? As opposed to a Chili's and an Applebee's? I guess I just kind of put them in the same bucket. See, I it's think not a bad bucket. It's just the same bucket. I think they're slightly. I think they're a slightly above bucket. Yeah, you yeah. get all dressed up going to the Red Lobster, do you, Mike? <laughs> well, no, I, I'll say this: I may put on a collared <laughs> shirt for Red Lobster. No kidding. But for the other ones, the T-shirt is acceptable. I don't think they turn you away. <laughs> I don't think they would either. That's just a personal preference for me. When the Cheddar Bay biscuits make an appearance, that's when a collar comes on the I shirt. See. Okay, yeah, is, is what I have to is what I have to say. Uh, here's some of the other things. A Chipotle, mm -hmm. also not a great for a uh, sure. Uh, you should not you should not ask your date to walk up to a counter and get correct. food. Yeah, that that's not way to go. Uh, any fast food chain, I think we can agree on that. A buffet, right? She has on there, also not great. Here's one that was shocking to me: the movies. Huh? Isn't that usually a go-to first date for people? I understand why. You may not want to because it minimizes the conversation situation of getting to know someone because you're just sitting there silent for a couple hours. But well, I don't know if that's one that you absolutely wouldn't go on. Let's burn up the phone lines. Yeah, 217-629-7970. Um, yeah, what is what is a good first date? Uh, and I agree. I think there's, a, yeah, I think a movie is a good first date, but it, but it does have that, it has that block of you can't really get to know each other. Correct. So you're not you're not having meaningful conversation. She says an IHOP is not a good first date. And by the way, I still maintain never been on a first date. 
Because you've always gone out with someone who you've known previously? Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of an organic sort of a, yeah, it just, there's never been a, we are now, this is, this is our first date. I've never, I've never done it. You never had to plan a first date? Well, listen and, up and please then. please understand, I've been with women. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you were married at one I, point. I, I've been, I have children. Yes. So you have been with a lady. Just because I've been, just because I'm in theater, don't think I haven't <laughs> been on a date with a woman. Please. It's a terrible thing to think. Uh, some of the other ones on her 28 list. So I hop in Denny's. I put that. Where do you, okay, where do you put IHOP and Denny's as opposed to the Applebee's and Chili's and then the Red Lobster? IHOP and Denny's is, 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 a, is definitely a two steps below an Applebee's, yeah. Oh, so so it would be Chili's, Applebee's, or here for you. And Red Lobster. And re- but for me, Red Lobster is slightly uh, above yeah. those two. And then IHOP and Denny's would be a little sure. bit that that does not seem like yeah that's not a great first date. No. I think you show I think you show up to a Denny's for a first date. You know where that's going already because because both of those places I love them both, but they're sticky. There's a lot of syrup. There's a lot of it's just sticky. Everything's sticky. Your shoes stick. Your fingers stick. Yeah. There's just stick. They're stick kind of everywhere. You're yeah. right. I mean, they're fine for they, what they, they are. They put a whole coffee pot on your table. <laughs> they do. <laughs> right. <and> walk away. <laughs> there you you're go. supposed to serve yourself your own coffee. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It more that's more of an ending of a bad first date yeah. than it is a destination for a first date. <laughs> right. Uh, they also say she also says that uh, part of this list of uh, places women absolutely refuse to go to on a first date church. I don't know who anyone asked to church for a first date. I think you know where that relationship's going right away. The gym. What the kind, gym. What, what kind of doof asked a woman to the gym on a first date? Uh, yeah. I mean, they want to see me pump some iron? Both those. I mean, church and gym, you, you really need to be on the same wavelength for that to make sense. Now, these next two go together. Starbucks and coffee dates. She says, absolutely no to. Is that more of a kind of a minimal commitment first date? Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty easy out first date. Why yeah. would you refuse to go to that? That's a kind of a let's get this thing rolling first date sort of a thing. I don't understand the refusal to yeah. go to either one of those places. Nobody's going home with I mean, having drunk sex after a Starbucks. No, they're not. They may be revved up on some espresso, <laughs> but they won't be revved up for something else. Uh, she said ice cream dates are also out. Don't want to go for ice cream. What can you do with this woman at this point? Yeah. Um, family functions? Will, will she eat a, a string of spaghetti with somebody? <laughs> uh, no, because Olive Garden's out. Oh, okay. So <laughs> she can't She can't go there. Uh, she also says Wingstop is not a, a good first date right. situation. She also said family functions. I don't know anyone who would invite a first dater so, to a family function. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I see what she's doing here, and it's hard to necessarily disagree with her. But I think, I think what she's trying to do is defend her anger at the... Ch- the cheesecake, the factory. cheesecake factory. But what when, can you do at this point? Right. Okay. I mean, we haven't even finished up the list. Think, I don't think whatever you choose is going to be right. It seems like the only thing that she's cool with on a first date, and she's saying that women are cool with, is some extravagant fancy restaurant. Like Red Lobster. No, wait, listen. <laughs> pardon, pardon me. No. Red Lobster not did not make the list. Mm. 217-629-7970. Hi, you're on WMAY. Whoever she is sounds like she's been on her first date and her last date. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much, this yeah. Woman, this woman has got to be, I mean, who would want to date this woman? So not your tape is what you're saying. Uh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she's really, <laughs> she's really making it difficult to try yeah. to figure out where to take her. Because here's the other thing, too, right? She said we go, won't go to the movies. She also won't go to your house for a movie night. Now, I I agree with her in that regard. On a first date, you shouldn't go to someone's house. I mean, I, again. That's, I, a, that's a hard out if you're in it, someone's home. It is, yeah, it is. I mean, it, I mean again, I see where she's going, uh, but my guess is you're always going to be wrong. Even if you get yes. it right, you'll be wrong. Because she also then includes somewhere that requires a long drive. Okay, what? Like, which is, like, what's long? That's all subjective. Yeah. Like, but what if it's a great restaurant you have to drive an hour to? Then maybe, yeah. maybe she's okay with it. Nice, she also, nice red lobster with a view. On top of a, a mountain at, you know, or top of a hill somewhere in a, in a tourist destination that has better local restaurants, but you go red lobster. Would you like a plastic bib, ma'am, with your, hey, it's with your lo- lobster claws? Hey, I'm taking my first date to Lobster Fest. <laughs> Um, also, the finest plastic bib made out of a garbage bag. And you can have it, a giant bucket of margarita if you'd like. <laughs> classy. The lobsterita, as it were. That's classy. It is. Uh, also, she says no bowling for a first date. No nightclubs. 
Damn. No hookah bar, (laughs) which is oddly specific. Get this. No bar just for drinks. No Waffle House. And finally, no sporting events. The, what what is left this to is, choose? Yeah, it's, uh, what is left to choose? This is a needle that she's trying to thread and she can't. And nobody can. It's really uh, that's 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 brutal. Uh, what what else is out there that could be for a first date? Uh, yeah, if, if, I mean, besides a really pricey restaurant is what she's basically saying. Yeah, one of those places where there's only four tables. Correct. Uh, and has to have like a Michelin star on the on the front door. Uh, apparently, that's what she wants. Her caviar has to be the appetizer. Yeah. Because she's wiped out everything else. Yeah, and has to be served by a fish having it, having babies right at that moment. <laughs> that's the, right. that's how fresh the caviar. <laughs> right. The right. fish has, to, has the... to walk up to the table. table. Here's your sorry. caviar. Pa- pardon me, sorry, been holding this in for a while. Glad you made it here. Enjoy uh, the miracle of birth. See, this kind of classy thing doesn't happen at the Red, <laughs> Red Lobster. Lobster. No, 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 it does not. I will I will give you that much. <laughs> but at the Red Lobster, you can point to something in a tank, and it shows up at your table. Well, this is true. This is so accurate. So you, you, yeah. you don't get that very often. That's pretty standard, though, at a, at a seafood restaurant. Yeah, you, it usually you, you is. You decide what dies. Exactly. <laughs> Look at me. I have the power. You are the executioner. Right, exactly. Judge, I'll jury. Ta- I'll take that one. Oh. oh. By the way, with this list, why does she have to go through all the different chain restaurants when just the any fast food chain or any chain restaurant would work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you want to you want to keep it clean. And again, no shade on those places. They they have their No, that's fine. They have their purpose. Yeah. If you're doing dinner in a movie and on a budget, that happens. Right. And, Not you, and, and you need a place where a placement can be a coloring book at the same time, then you go to those places. That's You know what? That's actually a pretty good test of an individual on the first date. Can they make it through the Applebee's maze? Right. And if they can't, then we have a problem. She didn't make. She didn't mention Old Country Buffet or no. No, she said no buffets. No buffets. Okay. Yeah, no buffets. So no what am I, you know, Cracker Barrel was the one I was thinking of where you've got a game on there and you can play with those little pegs. She didn't mention Cracker Barrel. They could take her to Cracker Barrel. Not only can you get a wonderful meal, but some nice knickknacks. As well. Yeah, you can relax on the porch. Exactly. Yeah. I think we found something. Sit in a rocking chair. Just kind of sit back and relax, enjoy a ice cold glass of lemonade. You're a lot of work, aren't you? (laughs) You're really a lot of work. I can see why. Hope you're having fun on a Friday. It is Mike Molson. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. want to hear from you on this one. It was a question I found on Ask Reddit. Okay. And I, and I thought it was an interesting one. There's always that question like, who would you invite to dinner? You know, who would you like to have dinner with, past or present? This one is, what celebrity would you bring back to life and why? Yeah. At 217-629-7970. What, what would be your answer? Because I have one. Yeah. And it's not as cool as you would think it, it would be or should be. It doesn't have to be cool. There is, yeah, there are some people. See, I'm, I've always been of the mindset that people like James Dean... Or maybe even Jim Morrison. Or, oh, no. Or, please don't bring back Jim Morrison. Well, no. What I'm saying is I think they're amazing because they're dead. Had they lived. Because yes. James Dean, not a very good actor. Not a very no. good actor at all. No. Go watch one of his movies. He's not a very good actor. And so I think people go, oh, James Dean. Oh, Jim Morrison. You know, it's like, and, and, and you go, I don't think, I don't think he was going to be what you thought he was going to be. No. Jim Morrison died the way Jim Morrison should have died. Yeah. Big, big guy in a bathtub. But I think, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that there was like this extra. Because of dying young. Pixie people dust on there of, wow, what could have happened? And I think what could have happened was. Downhill. Uh, yeah. He might have just like been Michael Bolton. You know, <laughs> he might have just been. Very true. Yeah. Didn't think about that. Uh, 217-629-7970. What celebrity do you bring back to life and why? I immediately thought of two people. Okay. I thought of Mr. Rogers, just because of the world needs Mr. Rogers right now more than ever, I feel. My other choice was Jim Henson. Why did you say those aren't good choices? Those are amazing choices. Well, I... But the, the cool factor on Mr. Rogers and, and Jim Henson more than Mr. Rogers, but the cool factor there isn't the people don't think Mr. of Mr. Rogers kicks ass. What are you talking about? I think so. Yeah. But there may be some people that would be like, eh, cool people. I, Screw those people. Yeah, exactly. The same people that probably listen from 9 o'clock yeah, on, to be honest with Sam Madonia. Right, exactly. if, you, if you don't think Mr. Rogers <laughs> is cool, get out of here, but that, you bum. Those were the two that immediately came to mind those for me. Those are great choices. Of celebrities that I would bring back to life. And the reason being is because of all the good mm-hmm. surrounding those two. And, and unlike what you said about James Dean and Jim Morrison, 
I feel like Jim Henson had so much more to give. Oh, yeah. My, my point about James Dean is just to prove a point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, see? Yeah, see? He is better off. Right. Um, but with Jim Henson, I feel like there is so much more that he could have done, especially with the way technology has gone nowadays, mm-hmm. to see what he could have pulled off. Like, just look at some of the yeah. stuff he did with the rudimentary technology that he had in his time. Think of what he'd be able to do now. And I also feel like the Muppets are still kind of wayward, trying to find their way, uh, trying to recapture that. And if she he was still around, that would have never happened. So that would be my choice as far as celebrity to bring back and why. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe selfish means for me, but 217-629-7970. want to hear from you. Isn't it all selfish? Yeah, I guess that it, whichever one you would yeah. choose. I don't want them to be dead for my pleasure. Right, exactly. I want to I want to get yeah. them out of their eternal slumber so I can yeah. have more Muppet movies. <laughs> I need more Fozzie jo- Fozzie Bear jokes, please. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it, that, it's it's always yeah. I mean, uh, gosh, any anybody. Uh, you know, I wish Norm Macdonald didn't die when he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, he just is just such a ridiculously funny person, um, and probably had a lot more in the chamber and ready to go. He just he, he never seemed to miss. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's interesting. It's interesting what the choice would be because. You're right. It's all selfish. A John Candy type of a person would be. Yeah, that's that's another one that you kind of wonder. Don't think we got all uh, uh, got I did, all of John Candy. I, I'd bring John Candy back just so that Canadian bacon wouldn't be the last thing that we think of him before, <laughs> right? Right. There, right, there, right. There, there, there have been more. There was more miles to tread there, especially when you see the arc of like his contemporaries of. Martin Short, Steve yeah. Martin now with all only murders in the building and that kind of thing, of what could have been in those particular situations for a guy like John Candy. Well, and another guy of that of that era and the uh, David Spade and... Uh, and uh, uh, Kevin Nealon? No. Uh, Dana, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah. Uh, just did a tribute for Phil Hartman. Yes. And uh, that was a guy that they, you know, and, and so many guests on the show said, you know... Phil would have been 75 now and, um, you know, was always kind of dabbling in, in other stuff. He probably would have been an amazing director. He probably, you know, he was a fantastic it's writer. True. I mean, there were just so many other things that possibly could have happened. And such an interesting thing that was said about Hartman was he died in such an ugly fashion, just mm, this awful yeah. domestic, um, I mean, just murder, suicide. I mean, just everything was ugly about it. And I, right. think, I think people... Because of that. People, people miss Phil Hartman, but it's always kind of like, a, ugh, I don't like talking about it. Um, which is kind of strange when you think of, a, like, a Farley who who, who just blew himself out. Right. Um, he, you know, he basically at his, at his own hands. Followed the Belushi playbook. Yeah. Um, and that's tragic and it's sad, but it's also like, you kind of did this. Um, you know, yeah. Hartman is one of those guys that I, I, I'm glad that the people are giving him attention again um, because it was such a... And I would, yeah, he, he, he would... Uh, and, and the thing about... I, Put the paddles to him immediately. Yeah, we're talking about celebrities. Come on, Phil. Celebrities you bring back to life and why at two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. The thing about Phil Hartman too is, and to their point, he wasn't so so many different things. The voiceovers that he did, yeah. like how many times do you reference when you're talking? When I opened the show and they they brought me back in because they had no one else to to fill the slot. Um, <laughs> I, I came in and I sounded just like Troy McClure, like, hey, you might remember me right, right, from right. the Mike and Molson show and then the Mike Wimacher show and I'm back. So those type of characters that stay with you, but you're right. I don't I don't think he gets his just due because of the circumstances that surrounded it because it was so much ick that yeah. you just don't, by bringing him up, you also have to bring up those circumstances and you're just like, yeah. So uh, that that's a, that's an excellent choice. But like I said, yeah. for me, it was Mr. Rogers and, and Jim Henson. Let's see. Who else died horribly? Yes. <laughs> right. Who else can yes. we bring up? Uh, Sharon Tate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know who I wouldn't bring back, though? John Denver. No? No. I wouldn't bring back John Denver. I don't. I, I'm kind of agnostic on John Denver, although I thought the way he died was like, come on, you can't play around with airplanes, you know? Yeah, that's, not, not, that, that, that's not the you best way be, to go. If I had to do a musician, boy, it's it's difficult. I would probably, Joe Strummer would probably be a guy Ooh, wow. I, I would bring back. That's to, a cool choice. Just because of all the different styles of music and what he meant for social sure. change and everything else. So that would probably be my choice. Love it. Look at me going for the common good with the Jim Henson and the Joe Strummer. <laughs> <laughs> they could write a song together. 
They could write a song together. And it would be amazing. It would be, wouldn't it? It would be amazing. Because he's become such a tubby wubby all in his belly welly and his rear. It is Mike and Molson. Here on a Friday. Hope you're having a good time. This woman not having a good time. She took to the internets the uh, Reddit thread of M I N A hole, 217-629-7970. She had a quandary and wanted the internet to help, and we want you to help her as well. Here's how it begins. I'm getting married this year and asked a close high school friend to be in my wedding party. We've been friends for a long time, see each other almost every other week, and generally get along super well, and have never fought until now. Until bum, now. Bum, bum. Here's where it gets a little dicey, folks. Since high school, she's always been a yo-yo dieter and will cycle through gaining weight and losing weight. Uh Uh-oh, I bet I know which part of the yo she's on (laughs) right now. (laughs) I think you do, yo. Uh, This is something that I have never talked to her about, nor do I have a strong opinion about it as it's her body. The most I get involved is when uh, she brings up trying to exercise more. I'll invite her out on hikes with me, walks, etc. When I asked her to be a bridesmaid, she was ecstatic and everything was great. Until she mentioned to me that she bought her bridesmaid's dress three sizes smaller than her current size. (laughs) She said that my wedding was going to be a great motivator to lose the weight. Three sizes was quite aggressive in my opinion, as it would put her in a weight that she hasn't been since college. I didn't say anything, though, as I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. After a couple of months of seeing no progress, though... I quietly bought her the same exact dress in a larger size. So she... In case of emergency, break glass. <laughs> Correct. Come this past week, she called me in tears, saying that she didn't think she could fit in her bridesmaid's dress and felt horrible for ruining the dress code. <laughs> but do I have good news for you? <laughs> yes, here it comes. I just happen to have a fat dress right here. Brutal. <laughs> 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 Oh, that hurts. Yes, it does hurt. Um, uh, It was at this time, uh, she said, uh, the one she picked was sold out now. And she was panicking that she couldn't get another dress in time. To Johnny Molson's point, do I have a surprise for you? (laughs) It was at that time I mentioned, I actually bought her the same dress in a different size. And (laughs) and it was happy to gift it to her free of charge since she already paid for the first one. Oh, the intentions are there. The intentions are pure. But, oh, it's just not right. No. It's just not right. Not at all. (laughs) When she heard this, she blew up and accused me of being a bad friend for never believing in her. She said that my doubt was offensive and that I must have been planning for this to happen. I told her that I just cared about her and obviously wouldn't have mentioned the dress if she had lost the weight. But she herself brought up that she couldn't fit in her current dress, so I wasn't what, so sure what she was mad What do you Golly. mean you're not sure what she was mad about? It's like, listen, Jessica, sometimes you yo, and then sometimes you yo. And right now, you're, you're yo. yo. When we need to be yo. Maybe you over-aggressive your yo if you would have just been yo. Yeah, you should have gone yo. It should have been yo, not yo. That's how you should have done it. Yo, you should have yoed better. Uh, She's now threatening to drop out of the wedding party. And some of our mutual friends think... uh, And I'll take this dress with me. (laughs) Think I was kind of an a-hole for not being supported enough. But I also don't know what they expected me to do either. Not Not by the dress. In a bigger side. 217-629-7970 is the phone number. What is your take here? I think you hit the nail on the head in that... Best of intentions, but you can't do it. You can't pull the trigger on that. She, you can't. You can't buy it for her. She needed a better lie. She needed, you know. There's no good way to say that, is there? No, no. I think you. I think uh, after she says, "I can't find uh, the dress in my size." Uh, oh. You wait a day and you okay. go, you're not going to believe, believe this. this. I was just on eBay or Etsy or something. Okay. Uh, and look at this enormous dress that I just found <laughs> for you. <laughs> I, I went to the new Academy Sports and Outdoor coming soon to Springfield, and they, they had a tent in the exact same pattern. You would not believe it. It ended up working out perfectly. That's terrible. I apologize. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think she needed to put a cloud around this. A uh, little white lie would have gone miles. Yeah, 217-629-7970 is the phone number. I tend to agree with you. It, you and, can't, by the way, charge her for it, too, so that way it looks totally uh, right. that, that's what you open up. You, you need like, it. I found it. I bought it. Just pay me back when you can. The Internet is now a place where you can find pretty much yeah. anything. 
right? And you can, even if she right. says, I searched all over, I knew I wasn't going to make the weight, you know, she's already in distress about it. Yeah, I, I the, found this, like, five-year-old kid in Bangladesh making dresses. dresses and, and we, we figured it out, and we you made it. You can find it. anything on the Internet. Yes, right, exactly. So you have to have a better cover story. You can't, <laughs> you can't someone in the middle of a pan... When any, any time someone comes to you in the middle of a panic like that, you can't just automatically then go... Do I have the solution? Like you can you you have to let it wait a little bit, right? And so yeah. she's already freaking out and feeling bad feeling bad about herself for not being able to do what she wanted to do. And now you make it inherently worse by going Oh, you know what? I didn't think you would make it. I like she. She's not an a hole at her heart. Correct. Uh, but her actions say otherwise. Right. You, to, to, to the friend. Yes. To the you. You're right. She had a noble purpose because she was still wanting this individual to be a part of the wedding party. That's why she did this. Yeah. But a better cover story was absolutely necessary. And let's be honest. The friend was right. She didn't believe in her. No. And that was the reason she got the dress. What could she have done, though, too? So, yeah, I didn't believe that you would uh, get this. So here, I got this yeah, dress. Yeah, I got this dress. Should, shouldn't, let me ask you this. If she would have, when they first went for the dresses, and when the friend was going to say, when the friend went to buy it three sizes smaller, should she have interjected there instead? Would it have been better to have said something then than to wait to the I don't end? Think so. I don't think so, because the answer is the same. You're not going to do this. Yeah. You've never done and, that. And, and that's more... I mean, you've done maybe a size. you never done three. <laughs> I mean, that's, what else are you going to say? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible situation all yeah. the way around. And I don't know if there's any good solution to it. But I think, to your point, if there was a good solution, it was take a breath, take a day, say, well, let me... I know you're freaking out right now. Let me take a look and see. Let me make a call or two to the people that are supplying the dress and see if we can make something happen. And a couple of days later, call and say, you won't believe this. Here's what you can do. I'm going to propose something. This is radical, but I think people okay. will be on board with me on this one. All right, go ahead. Is that we have to figure out a way that uh, bridesmaids are just stand-ins. You just you go to an agency. There's you, a thing that does that now. You pick out brides. Really? Yeah, well, the whole movie was based on it. Kevin Hart had a whole movie where he would just, uh, he was rented out to people for a wedding to be their best man, and oh, okay. then he, he, put together the bride, he put together the party for you. Yeah, because you didn't always, have friends. If there's not one, there's maybe two bridesmaids who just embarrass you. Not, not, not by their looks, but they just, something happens, they get drunk, they, it's not, there's always something yes, around a bridesmaid. Yes, that's true, very true. There was true. a movie called Bridesmaids, I think, uh, yes, about the, this very thing. Yes, there was. So you think there should be a service to able you mitigate go to that? A, like a talent agency, and you just flip through a book. Oh my God! What? What happened? Are we being chased? What is this? The Cylons are taking over. Like <laughs> that's enough of this conversation. No one cares about these that things. Always, that always scares me when that happens. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and so you just you flip through a book and you say these. I want these bridesmaids, and your friends sit in the audience and they watch, and everybody has a nice time. You know what? That may and you nobody's may, feelings get hurt. You may be onto something in the fact that people then can enjoy themselves more than uh, rather than worrying about stuff. Of course I am. You're always right, Johnny. Thanks. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, great intention. Not an a-hole in her heart. Poor execution. Poor execution of the particular plan. <laughs> I just, well, I want a recording of that phone call. Oh, God, yeah, I do. You're not going to believe. Oh, my God. Amazing discovery. I have this dress for you. <laughs> it happens to be in a bigger size. It's your size, just bigger. I'm here. Welcome back. Mike and Molson filling in for who are we filling in for? Uh, just TBD. There's just an empty space. There's an empty space, and, and uh, they just they saw me like, oh, you still work here? Yeah. Go ahead, go think go on the air. That's how we got our last show, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah. They're like, you guys are here. Go go do some stuff. <laughs> we'll do a show until we think of something better. Until we think of something better. Hose guy then. Yeah. Showed up. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. It's hose guy, and then you know whatever. It's all a blur. Yes, exactly. From there, but we play this particular music. This truth is out there because a celebrity says they've had an alien encounter. Yeah, and this one is uh, Goldie Hawn. Okay. Wonderful person. Uh, funny. Decades uh, done, done in, great, in Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Done some great dramatic roles. And her and Kurt Russell never tied the knot, but still together. Still together. Nice, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So I think, I think uh, all in all, America loves Goldie Hawn. 
Yes, I don't think they have any Nothing. any problem with her. I don't know anybody her. says, I just really can't. Get to, to no. Holly Hawn really gets under my skin. I don't know anybody says that. No, they all love her. Um, and she has now said that she has not just seen a UFO, but has had an alien encounter. A, a, a full-on encounter with a someone from a, a different planet. Close encounter of the first her, kind. Okay. One-on-one yeah. with Goldie Hawn. It's, it's odd that she's waited this long to say anything about it, but maybe it's more acceptable now because everyone kind of believes that we're not alone because of all the congressional hearings. Seems to be a new resurgence yeah, in uh, yeah. UFOs and aliens and things like that. Are people right? going to do the, what, Naruto thing or whatever that they did? Remember when they went to Area 51 and everyone did that run or whatever? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they all ran towards it. Yeah. Um, so she says that um, she had uh, an alien visit um, in her 20s. Now, in her 20s, That'd been what the seven mid sixties, mid sixties, yeah, early seventies, late sixties, okay. right about laughing time. Okay, when she was really at her ding battedness. Oh yeah, it was, was everything really was just like, hey, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Um, she said uh, she was living in California, where there are quote a lot of UFO sightings. Okay, um, <laughs> and she says. I went outside my door, but I think she said it like this. I went outside my door. That's a canny, uncanny Goldie Hawn. My God, you're like Rich Little with yeah, your impressions. Not too bad, huh? No. I went outside my, my door. door and sat on a little ledge and looked up at the dark sky, and all I saw were stars. All I could think of was, are we the only planet in this whole wide universe that has life on it? And she called out to any aliens. Li- huh? Hey! Did you say hello? <laughs> Is that another chicken joke? If you could show up in big letters and I could stick my head through a door and laugh. <laughs> um, she says uh, she knows we're not alone. And she says, uh, I know we're not alone. And I would like to meet one of you one day. I'm turning into Edith Bunker. I was going to say, exactly. That was not Goldie Hawn. That was a different character. So she makes this plea to the universe sitting on a ledge in California. Yeah, I want you to say hello. Uh, Again, just so everyone understands, she's in her 20s in California California. in the 60s. 60s. Have a feeling. May have been some other stuff on board there. No. She may have had a beer or something. Okay. (laughs) Because I know once I have a beer, I immediately go outside, (laughs) stare at the sky, and go, hey, aliens, Are there any aliens out there? Did you come down and say hi? (laughs) Here's Dickie with the news. I think that is a new news guy. Be listening for him later on this afternoon. All the news, it is the news. Here's Dickie. Um... All right, so she's out there. She's People who have never seen laughing have no idea what's going on right now. Uh, so and, and then four months later, because, you know, it takes a while. Yeah, I mean, the sound travels slower in space, yeah. maybe. I don't uh, know. Well, it's far. Yeah, it's, it's, far. it's far away. Yeah. Uh, she was uh, lying down for a nap in a friend's car in the 60s in California <laughs> in her 20s. And an odd place to take a nap, but um, continue. And she heard a high frequency in her ear, and it wasn't her own voice. She then saw... She's so used to them. It really had to be a high frequency. What's that noise? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite sure. She claims she saw three triangular-shaped heads, silver in color, with a tiny little nose (laughs) and no ears and just a a slash for the mouth. A slash for the mouth? Was this a Manson family (laughs) aliens that showed up? It's like a, just basically, she just saw a little kid drawing walk up to her. <laughs> Shell Silverstein did the illustrations of the alien. If a child drew an alien, this is what it would look like. She said, the aliens were pointing at me and discussing me like I was a subject. Uh, she was unable to move, but then the aliens touched me and it felt like the finger of God. <laughs> Don't, 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 don't Urban right. Dictionary finger of God either. I think that's what God does. Yeah. Um, it was the most benevolent, loving feeling. This was powerful. It was filled with light. She never forgot the experience, went on to speak to astrophysicists and research crop circles, claiming she once dreamed about aliens, and the next day a crop circle appeared near where she was staying. Bum, bum, bum. Is M. Night Shyamalan now going to do her biopic? I probably should, yeah. How uh, do you think Kurt Russell feels about 
the the touch of the alien being the most loving thing she's ever had. Right. You right. think Curse Kurt, Kurt Russell's like, I'm it's Snake like a, freaking Pliskin. Yeah, I have been beside you for 50 years. But that's the most and loving this, that, touch the most ever. Love you've had the slash mouth triangular the silver thing? aliens. <laughs> Hi, you're on WMAY. Very interesting. Yes, we do need some Artie Johnson. <laughs> Very interesting, but stupid. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for the phone Thank call. You. Good. I'm glad there's other laughing fans out there. I think you guys should go on the road with that act. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her son, apparently. Um, Wyatt? Said that Oliver. Oh, okay. Different one. Uh, said uh, that he was a pilot and famously reported glowing lights over Phoenix in 97. Uh, son, he was with her at the time, noticed that the lights they were uh, talking about was a private plane. Kurt described seeing them as six lights over the airport. So the whole family's in on this thing. Okay. Very authoritative. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It is Mike and Molson. Hope you're having fun with us on a Friday. Coming up, second half of the hour here. We'll get into Halloween, which means the shags are okay. going to be played. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I do have a list from Huffington Post. We talked about it a little bit way out Wednesday, but we'll get more in depth of the weirdest Halloween costumes for 2023. But before we get to that, I think this is a good question. I think and so, this is, too. This is just for the manly men out there at 629-7970. What girly pop song, what girly pop song do you secretly jam to? I wish, see, it's not playing, but I am, I am partial to pink. Yeah. A lot, a lot of pink songs have a lot of oomph to them that I, I, I'm not afraid to admit that I will crank it all the way up. And everybody had, you know, we've, we've done these topics before on guilty pleasures and stuff, but I think this is a really interesting and very specific one because I do believe that just about every guy in the car when something like, uh, party in the USA. I think we've talked about. Uh, oh yeah, that's that's uh, a banger. Before in the past, or even uh, even uh, Wrecking Ball, right? Yeah. Uh, where you just, you know what, I'm alone, I'm in my car, I'm just going to sing along to this thing. Uh, a lot of Taylor Swift songs do that. Yeah, you know, if I, if, that is one. That, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. It's not about being a fan. There no, are just, there these, are just, are just these songs. There are things like Pink and Shakira, uh, Spice here, here Girls. Here we go. Oh, yeah, 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 here you go. Everybody. <laughs> How do you not sing along with this? Yeah. I mean, this is, I will crank it up. Like, I'm not going to fast forward through pink, so what? Right. So, 217-629-7970, what are some of these girly pop songs that, yeah. that you crank up and are kind of your go-to jams? And these, yeah, these are usually categorized as, like, total 100% chick jams. I mean, if you, if you put a song on, women are just going to run to the dance floor and lose right. their mind. Um, and uh, but then there, but there are just ones that you go. I think I have to listen to this one. I've got to, I've got to turn this thing up. Miley Cyrus's new album is, is, it a, is, is surprisingly it a good. Okay, it's surprisingly good. I think sometimes she gets a bum rap. Oh, because all of her life. Be, because of the whole, you know, being Hannah Montana thing. Mm -hmm. Here's another one that someone said. If it works. You trying to tell me this comes on the radio? You don't turn away from it. Or not not only not turn away. You turn this up. And I don't know if I don't know I don't know if it qualifies as, as a girly pop song, but um, Total Eclipse of the Heart, everybody sings that one. They do. And it doesn't matter what version. Mm -hmm. There's so many of those out, out there. That you know, it's not a this isn't a girly pop song per se but uh betty davis eyes is another one oh yeah that 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 you hear and you're like you gotta click you they get to that part and you're like i'm in yeah. i'm the <laughs> so six two nine seven nine seventy i mean is there a it's the, i want to hear from the manly men out there who and just admit that you know i mean we're not going to identify you you don't have to say your name you can let me you can make up a silly voice you can talk like goldie hawn if you want yeah go right ahead uh let me ask you this would you consider the go-go's Yep. And, and by them to be girly pop songs. I think so. Okay. I think so. Because I, I'm a big fan of the Go-Go's, and Our Lips of Shield of Vacation comes on. I will crank that up. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hi. I'm 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 a big fan of Pink. I mean, I'll jam out to some Pink at, at no, kind, no, no given reason, but uh, I teach some fitness classes that are fairly aggressive, and in my playlist, I have uh, the Pitch Perfect Barton Bellas. Oh, and, uh, okay. When, when that when that <laughs> comes on in a group fitness class, 
Is that pitch perfect? Well, of course it's pitch perfect. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. And that performance is just great. <laughs> just the, yeah, they're on but, it. Uh, but yeah, so I guess if that qualifies as a as a chick song, yes, the Barden Bellas are in. Good for uh, you. Oh, my workout playlist. Appreciate the phone call. That's a that's an excellent choice with Pitch Perfect. Are you man enough to admit? Because I will. Have you ever sung along with "I'm Just a Girl" by No Doubt? Oh yeah, <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> how I, can you not? How can you not sing along with that one? Two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy. We're talking about uh, girly pop songs as a dude that you uh, jam out to. Hi, you're on WMAY. Good morning. <clears throat> yeah, I'd go with just about any '80s uh, pop singer that's female but but for something current like i was like yeah well well yeah, yeah. actually yeah there probably will strut be strut comes on i'm singing along with strut yeah uh, you know you I, I would have winning. to go with <laughs> i would have to go with lady gaga for something more current oh yeah, yeah. any bad romance any alejandro yeah. any of those songs she's yeah, got a bunch got of bangers little, Yes, and she's very talented. So I, I think that one would probably be something more current, but anything 80s. So Good okay. stuff. Good stuff. Appreciate the phone call. 217-629-7970. Where do you fall if you do on Olivia Rodrigo? Oh, Good For You is a banger. Yeah. That thing I mean, slaps. I, like, I Good For You is anger personified. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's even girly. I mean, no, that, that, is, that is. That is a hard rock song. Yeah. I, I don't care so much for, like, vampire and stuff, yeah. but hi, you're on WMAY. Hey, guys, I think we're missing a couple of the most ob obvious ones that everyone actually rocks out to. Okay. We got Material Girl. Yep. Yeah. That's and, and because of Wedding Singer. And I will quote that from time to time because I will go, we're and I'm a, material <laughs> I'm a Material Girl or a boy in this particular instance. <laughs> hey, exactly. And then, man, I feel like a woman. Oh, yeah. Man, I feel like a woman. I, I, yeah, I've, but, I've, I've, caught, I've, I've sung along with that too. Yeah, and all of a sudden, a I, I stop, I stop everything I'm doing, and it's like, man, feel like a woman. And then bam, we, bam, we bam, bam, bam. exactly, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad we're having this conversation. I am too. And you know what? If we're gonna go down that road, uh, sometimes that don't impress me much. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be, be, one of, be one of them as well. <laughs> Appreciate the phone call. 217 yep. Guy said the 80s, it made me think of this one, that it's a really deep cut, but till, still to this day, I remember it and I will listen to it. A little expose. Expose. This came out in 87. Ten-year-old me was like, ooh, yeah. lady, ladies are something yeah. to look at. This is, a, this is new. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that a... Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Expose. Point of no return. 217-629-7970. Hi, on WMAY. Well, that guy stole my thunder with Shania Twain, but another one just popped in my head that I have to rock out to every time I hear it is Smooth Operator by Sade. Oh! <laughs> yeah. That is a deep cut oh, right yeah, there. That's yeah, awesome. some Sade. You're, 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 a, you're right. You're a gentleman with some smooth moves. You're listening to some Sade. You turn that one up, though. What I'm talking to. about. Yeah, I <laughs> appreciate I love it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. 217-629-7970. Uh, I don't know if any, we, we said it in the list here, but Spice Girls, if... Oh, Wannabe? Wannabe comes on. That's... They had another one, though. I've given you everything. Don't you remember that one? Yeah. That one kind of. But, yeah, Wannabe is one that you crank out. Or what's the uh, I Want to Zig a Zig uh, what's That's the, the Wannabe song. Oh, that's wannabe? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's Wannabe. <laughs> the, you know, the that's zig, the one. That's the, 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 the part where I sing along. We, we're kind of missing, though, the whole explosion around boy bands. You had Britney. Yeah. You had Christina. You had Jessica Simpson came out, Mandy Moore. All of them kind of came out around the same time there. Right. Uh, and then there was that era in the 90s of the uh, Alanis Morissette's and the... Yes. Um, oh, who, who, Meredith, Meredith, who, Meredith Brooks. Meredith Brooks. Any, the, any man, any, any time bitch comes on, you crank it up. And any time the person you're dating... If that song comes on, you're about to. You're, yeah, you're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna, gonna break, break up yeah. with you. I'm trying to find a good Miley banger to take us out of this segment here. I'm trying to think. Flowers is her new one. Flowers right? is good. But she had the one where she kind of samples the Edge of Seventeen. Oh, okay. I don't know what that one is. Uh, I'm trying to find that one real quick because um, that's a good one. What but, would, would you? If you go back to the '80s, do you still find yourself? You're a big Debbie Gibson person. Uh, Shake your love comes oh on. Are you gosh. are you cranking that up? Oh my gosh, every day. <laughs> I downloaded that for, for for somebody for some reason, and 
it, I think it's like the only song that I've actually downloaded physically to my phone. And every once in a while, it'll just, quote, unquote, accidentally pop up. It's like, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to listen. Midnight Sky, I think it is, from um, from Miley. Mariah? Uh, see, it used to be Mariah. What about Paula Abdul from the late Paula 80s? Paula Abdul. Straight, straight up? Straight up and... Uh, yeah. What was the one where uh, she had everybody uh, uh, cold-hearted snake? And then, Rookie, oh, yeah. And that, that video where everyone was trapped in the dance room and the blinds come down and the doors get locked, locked and, and everyone, everybody takes their clothes off? Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, oh, I'm watching this. <laughs> <laughs> this was the uh, Miley Midnight Sky. I mean, Miley knows what she's doing. Yeah. 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 So. She's, she's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, so that was a knock. And then she yes, was a Disney then star. Then she was a Hannah was Montana. A but man, she she, just, she's gone for it. She got it. weird with Wrecking Ball, and I mean, she, we, we, got, we got that kind of. She she, she got lanced, that other. She lanced the boil. Yes, right, uh, exactly. She had to go full on that way. Yeah. Now I think she's landed somewhere where it's like she's pretty good. So there you go. There's the soundtrack to your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy each and every one of those jams. And thank you, men, for yes, me, thank for you for joining in. And agreeing. And one other. Here's another banger. Yes, this one slaps. The pride and joy of New Hampshire, the Shags. Wait for it. You're gonna hear this a lot over the next couple days. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. That sweet guitar solo, just burning it up. And so there'll be many a uh, Halloween party coming up this weekend, I would imagine, with Halloween coming up on Tuesday. So we have here from the Huffington Post, and we mentioned a little bit in Way Out Wednesday with Kevin Hart, but I have this list from the Huffington Post. This is, according to them, 36 weird Halloween costumes that would be a treat to wear. I don't think that is the case, but we'll go through some of them, some of the highlights of these particular costumes. There's always those weird, sexy whatever, and you're like, who is buying these? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we can't just, like, dress up as a ghost or a spooky witch or something. It's It's got to be some variation of Bert and Ernie wearing fishnets. I mean, right. it's, it's, it's just, just some strange... There's one, uh, one to start off here, this weird co Halloween costumes that's sold in stores. This is botched surgery costume <laughs> where you're all wrapped up like a mummy, like okay. you just did, you know, uh, some cosmetic surgery that's gone awry and there's a bunch of blood on you. That was one of them. Um, utility pole couple costume where you're both utility poles and there's the strings running next so you Cute. Uh, ish ish but then who goes how do you use the restroom yeah there must be a way to disconnect it here is a ceiling fan costume which is basically just a hat that looks like a ceiling fan okay. and that's kind of bunk uh you have first up of the weird sexy ones sexy ronald mcdonald <laughs> <laughs> wow why is that a thing what kind of erotic nightmare is that? <laughs> With your happy... I'll give you a happy meal. Yeah. Here's one for three people, which is a weird combination to have three people. Apparently, the thruple movement, bigger than we think in right. America, but it's the f before, during, and after you go to the bathroom trio costume. There is a full roll of toilet paper, an empty roll of toilet paper, and a turd that you can be as part of the costume. <sighs> I was going to say, get, please feel free to give thoughts at 217-629-7970. And for you to give thoughts, these are 36 of the weirdest Halloween costume, according to Huffington Post. There's sexy Rosie the Riveter, because, yeah, empowerment. Yeah. Here is a magic eight ball costume. How's this work? Uh, it just says, without a doubt. I don't know if you can shake the person up and the answer oh. changes. I wish you could. All right. But um, here is a... Some of these are clever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you saw them walk through the door, yeah. go, oh, that's kind of neat. Never yeah. seen that before. Kale salad and ranch dressing couples <laughs> costume. Gross. Yeah. Here is a surprise but pixelated flasher. It's a woman with a trench coat and a full, like, body suit. 
But it's that all hit. pixelated. But it's all pixelated in the parts that would be offensive to some individuals. Who's going to be the big zombie this year? You know, whenever there's a, a oh, major celebrity right. yeah. death, like a Bob Barker or a Sean yeah, O'Connor or a something. Yeah, a Bob Barker <laughs> zombie would be one. Speaking of Bob Barker, this one is inventive. Okay. I will give you this. This one is a four-pack, and it's the Price is Right contestant four-pack costume. And everyone has the name tag, and they have their, their bids in oh, front of okay. them. So that one's actually kind of funny. For a group thing, yeah. Yeah, that, that one's kind of funny. Up next, another weird, sexy one, a sexy Patrick Star costume from SpongeBob. Sexy Patrick Star. Why would you need a sexy Patrick Star costume? Uh, here's another one. This one's kind of funny. This one's inventive. It is a parent and child costume, but the parent is the Secret Service member and, uh, and the pouch in front is the presidential like <laughs> pulpit to which to speak oh, so for a baby okay. yeah so, the, oh, I so love that so, yeah so you, so you the baby walk the baby looks like the president and the uh, the adult is the secret service agent behind them and i appreciate how i appreciate that halloween is still a big thing for grown-ups yes i but, do too but part of me just says let's not forget that this is really a kid thing true and let's let's not completely abscond with it from the kids because I think they get left behind. You're right. I do. I think a lot of kids just kind of like, okay, I, go 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 to your candy grab thing. I didn't even think about that. Mom and dad are gonna go be. I didn't think about sexy Abbott and Costello <laughs> or something. I didn't even think about that one and the fact that yeah, I think if you go to Spirit Halloween or whatever, there's more choices for adults yeah. than there is for children. Here is a sexy vampire costume for men. Also, here's a great one for men. Sexy. Red Super Plumber costume because you can't say Sexy Mario. It's oh, sexy, sexy Red Super Plumber. Uh, sexy Caution Tape costume. Uh, I bet people with a uh, a good you know thirty year reference level could figure out a way to do a sexy Pee Wee Herman Paul Rubens uh, in a movie theater costume <laughs> zombie. There, bring them all together. There, you brought it all together. <laughs> uh, a couple more here. There's actually p costumes for your guinea pig, that your guinea pig can become a taco. Is this, is this a thing we need to do, dress up our I don't. I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's just some of the ones. They also have brontosaurus, a Moscow mule, traffic cone. They got an inflatable broccoli costume. But, yeah, the weirdest one is sexy Ronald McDonald. And uh, here's another couple's costume that you would immediately kick the people out of your house if they walk in as a uh, charcuterie board costume. <laughs> you want to talk you want to talk about pretentious yeah, though. That is pretentious. Yeah. And I feel bad for women too because there is this sort of necessity. You can't just dress up. I'm a cowboy, whatever. Uh, you have to you have to dress up as a stripper for some reason. Whatever whatever you're yeah. doing has to be a stripper version of it. Yeah. It's like is that necessary? No, I don't there doesn't need to be sexy everything. Yeah. You you can just go as as something. It yeah. doesn't always have to be sexy. Like I want to be a cowboy or whatever. I mean, yeah, but but yeah, women have to be pigeonholed into that. Well, yeah. now it's time to be I can release my inner and I'm sexy whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like the, the 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 lamest thing. Like sexy Ronald McDonald is odd to me, but it's like you know I don't know sexy Amazon delivery driver or something along those lines. Well, yeah, and I don't know I don't know that uh, there's any equivalent on the male side for that where we feel the need to be I'm gonna be sexy Joe Biden or something. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was sexy uh, for for men. There was sexy unicorn. Oh. Another thing that doesn't need to be. Nah. And I don't know where the horn goes. Why even Dracula will be there? It's time for games, it's time for fun. I love Shags, it's Halloween here. Isn't this better than screaming about politics for three hours? For sake? Well, we're going to have it for more than that coming up here in about nine minutes. So your final little oasis of sanity before we get to the rest of it here in the broadcast day. It's Mike Wimacher, Johnny Molson, and we mentioned the weird Halloween costumes. You're going to see a lot of costumes this weekend. They have the big uh, downtown Halloween parade oh, yeah. uh, on Saturday night. You're going to be going to some parties. And here is a survey of 1,000 Gen 
Gen Z and 1,000 millennials who celebrate Halloween reveals that 42% of Gen Zers take these gatherings, quote, very seriously. Wow. Um, overall, the top three elements for a great Halloween party include costumes and decorations. They say when selecting a costume, 52% uh, of respondents weigh if it needs to coordinate with group costumes, if others will understand it, and whether or not the food will mess up their makeup or face paint. <laughs> Two-thirds of Gen Z look for candy to be at the party. Yeah. Uh, compared to only 43% of millennials. In fact, over half of Gen Zers put a lot of their effort into curating the perfect candy bowl. Interesting. Wow. Well, good for them. You know what? Who goes to a party, though, and there's and there's candy out and go and looks at it and goes, ugh, I don't care for that well, candy. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. And what, what kind of a-hole comes to your party right. and, and judges you by the... It's yeah. candy. Your candy bowl is not... Doesn't I mean, look like a charcuterie dish. Right. I do that for the kids yeah. because that's what it's all about. It's about the kids trick-or-treating. It's not about your yeah. pretentious friends going, there's not a payday in there. Right. Um, <laughs> almost two-thirds responded. we got to remember the children. <laughs> we got to remember the children. This aren't the type of Skittles I like. Uh, almost two-thirds of all respondents would be disappointed if they attended a Halloween party that didn't have candy. I can understand that. Mm -hmm. um, results also reveal that the respondents are hoping to snack on fruity... 61%, chewy, 59%, and chocolatey candy, 57%. I guess I'm not that particular about my candy. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I like a lot of candy. There's a lot of candy I like. I don't ever yeah. go, eh, that candy. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't walk in if you just had, I'd, unless it was Necco wafers. I'll take a whole bag of Necco wafers if let, you got them. Let, let's not get Fine. into that. If part. you get Necco wafers, send them my way. Yeah, yeah. So if, if I walk into your candy bowl and it's Necco wafers, Mary Janes, and bottle caps, yeah. I, I may judge a little bit. Don't care. I, uh, I, I like the candy corn. I, we talked about that yesterday. Did you guess how the number of... Pounds of candy corn Brock sells every year around I, I, this time. I, I wouldn't even know how to guess. 30 million. 30 million pounds. Enough candy corn to circle the earth around five times. See, I think this whole thing about people hate candy corn is a, is a complete myth. I, do you think hating on candy corn is like hating on Nickelback? I think so. Everybody says because they don't want to admit that they like it. Yeah. But it, so everyone hates on it, but secretly they just hoard it. If there's a dish of candy corn sitting there and you and you got a you know a sweet tooth, you're going to grab some candy yeah, corn. Yeah, you're going to grab some candy corn. Along with that. Uh, as far as decorations, respondents hope to see skeletons. Witches, cobwebs, and fake spiders, jack-o'-lanterns and bats, black cats and candles are considered outdated. So black cats and candles, outdated decor, according to the younger generation when it comes to decorating your house for Halloween parties. Do we know why that is? They, they just say those are outdated. They, they don't want any of that. Millennials are bored of haunted houses and cobwebs, <laughs> and 16% of Gen Z share the same sentiment about witches. That's a strange thing to get hung up about. Yeah, like, ah, oh, black cats and candles. Cobweb. Uh, uh, How common. It feels like, it feels like I that. I stayed home and looked at cobwebs. It feels like that's a reaction to Hocus Pocus, right? Hocus yeah. Pocus came back around, was very, like, big. Right, right. And now maybe Hocus Pocus was our thing. It's overexposed. I don't want any part of black flame candle or black cats involved in my decor anymore. Do you have any kinds of uh, Halloween movies that you're always going to have on or anything that uh, in the background? Music, playlists? Uh, I mean, obviously the shags. Yeah, I'm, well, al yes. I'm, I'm always playing that. Uh, as far as movies, my wife and her friends love the Hocus Pocus. Okay. I, I go with the classic, like the classic Halloween. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Sure. And the original 1978 one. Uh -huh. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. I have, to, I have to comment on candy corn. All right, bring it on. I do not like candy corn, but if you mix that stuff with peanuts, oh, my God. So it has a purpose. It is yes. delicious. Yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. Dry roasted peanuts and candy corn is deliciousness. Yeah. No, I thought. So I anybody who doesn't like it, try it with peanuts. I'll bet you like it. There you go. It'll Appreciate your phone call. It will be. Your life will never be the same again. Um, how about you? Do you have certain movies or like playlists or whatever that you curate in the background? Yeah, you know, I, I remember last year we we sat down and watched Psycho, which was a great. That's uh, a that's a good one. Hard, hard to do wrong by uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I have not watched the horror anthology movie Trick or Treat. 
Hmm. It's supposed to be pretty good. Now, there's two different ones. Don't get that confused with the trick-or-treat movie that has Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne in it. <laughs> that one, not real great. Right. Uh, I do know that Adam Sandler made that Hoobie Halloween movie that was on Netflix a while back, so you can maybe check that out. One thing that uh, the wife and I were watching as far as, like, scary TV uh, Netflix's Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, I've been hearing amazing things about that. Really good I need thus to check far. That out. Really good thus far. It kind of rolls every every Edgar and yeah. Allan Poe Poe short story. Poe Edgar and Poe. Now I'm getting a sexy Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. What? Yeah, the Tabernacle Choir is also going to be singing in the background as well for another callback. Uh, but it but it weaves all of his stories together. That's cool. In fall, and it's made by the the, the group that made. Um, the uh, Haunting of Hill House. Right. And, and there was another one in there as well. It's kind of that same group of characters. So uh, I definitely would recommend that. I know Goosebumps is now a show on Disney Plus. If that, if uh, the Fall of the House of Usher is too much for you. Um, so those are some of the ones, like, but mostly the Halloween movies uh, I go to. I'm probably going to watch Megan tonight. I have not watched Megan yet. Uh, but I'm looking into that, like the AI doll mm-hmm. or whatever, with the Megan dance. Uh, that one's on on demand. I stay uh, away from The Exorcist, still. Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. That's always a good one. Okay. Yeah. Anything from the Munsters? The Munsters is good. The Munsters yeah. is good to put on there in the, in the background as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, the Hotel Transylvania movies for oh, kids yeah, yeah. are supposed those to be pretty fun. good. Adam Sandler voiced those, so that's a, that's another one. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like Disney coms, DCOMs, like the Halloween Town series mm-hmm. that comes on there. I always get hung up on Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that one to be playing now or to be playing around Christmas? Or does it just be able to play at either time? That's a good question. I, I it's feel, Halloween Town. It is, yeah. I feel like it's a Christmas movie. I See, I feel it's a Christmas movie too, but I get so much pushback from people say... skeletons dancing around. And, but people say, no, it's a Halloween movie because yeah. it's Halloween Town. Yeah. So they still, at the end of the movie, while the climactic scenes take place when Jack is taking over Christmas, right. he ends up being cool with being the king of the pumpkin king for Halloween Town, so they call it a Halloween movie. The other one that uh, I always, always usually watch around this time that's kind of underrated, I think, Tim Burton's take on Sleepy Hollow. I haven't seen that. Oh, with Johnny Depp and yeah. uh, Christina Ricci? That's a really good one. Okay. Christopher, Christopher Walken, spoiler alert, I hate to spoil a movie from the late 90s. Um, Christopher Walken plays the Headless Horseman in that oh, one. that's cool. And, and we had the, maybe uh, I'll play the interview we do with Casper Van Diem next week when he talks about that movie. Remember when he talks about having to ride that horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in that particular movie. So that's one definitely to check out as well. Have, a, have as sexiest a Halloween weekend as you want, I guess. Sexy or scary mm, or whatever sluts. you want to do. You know what's, what's really scary? <laughs> yes, sluts. Uh, scary is if you see sexy Grimace come walking into your... <laughs> I don't know if you want a sexy yeah. Grimace costume. It's that girl from the... The first the, from the earlier story. The earlier story of the bridesmaid. I, I, exactly. So maybe maybe you go as Goldie Hawn being touched by the alien. <laughs> that could be. Do that one for your Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Dickie. Yeah, Dickie, enjoy. Look up to the sky and feel the touch of God. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for uh, 